Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino and I have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking about Jessica Simpson's open book. You guys know I love Queen Icon Legend Jessica Simpson. I was so excited that she had this book coming out and I've been wanting to do like a breakdown of the book. So we're uh, we're not going to get into like every little detail of the book. I encourage everyone to read it or listen to the audiobook, but I do think we need to at least chat a little bit about what was going on because I thought there was so much good juicy stuff in it. So I invited my friend, you guys know Hannah Brown, of course, from the podcast Brown Eyed Unicorn. She's Hi. been on Everything Iconic before. We love her. Hannah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm just so thrilled to talk Jessica with you. <laughs> so much to talk about. So much to talk about. Wait, I have a good Jessica Simpson story. It's maybe not good. Lay it on me. <laughs> <laughs> building it up too much. But so I went to the Kelly Clarkson show mm-hmm. with Ariana and Tom were doing a segment for the cocktail book that I co-wrote Love. with them. So they were doing a segment on the Kelly Clarkson show. I don't know when it's going to air, like a little bit down the road, probably. But anyway, so we get there, and the talent coordinator, like the guy who brings you to the green room and stuff, he goes, like, you do the Jessica Thursdays? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, Jessica was the first interview. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, wait, what? But then somebody like brought us to somewhere else or something. So it all moved so quickly. And I was thinking, wait, did Jessica guest on Kelly Clarkson's show first? But then I remember Kelly's first episode, and I was like, Jessica wasn't on that. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, what's going on? Then I find out later, Jessica was the first guest of that day. <gasps> so we were like ships passing in the night. No. We were in the same building at one point. <gasps> like she had guests, she had filmed something for Kelly Clarkson's show the same day that I was there. And so I just missed her by like an hour. Oh my and God. And then I find out, or I don't know if this was true, but somebody there had said that that Ariana and Tom were going to be on the show with Jessica, <gasps> but then they switched, the, there was a scheduling thing, or I don't know what happened, but they switched them to another episode. So I was really so close to her. Oh my and God. Nothing, Are you upset? I was very upset. What, if you were to meet Jessica, what would you say? I'd probably cry. Mm-hmm. I, I would too. I don't know. I would want to talk about the music. I, I have so many questions. I mean, after reading that book, it was like so much stuff. Uh, but I think I'm most interested in like the newlyweds era and the music era. Do you um, do you think she knows about Jessica Thursdays? So here's the thing: people <gasps> have been asking me if she does, and I did hear from someone that worked for the brand, mm-hmm. and they had messaged me that uh, they all in the office love Jessica Thursdays, and they uh, were laughing about it, and they were going to send me a signed copy of the book, but then I never got a signed copy of the book. What a tease! I know I was like so upset about because I was like waiting in the mail. I'm like, where's the signed book? Yeah, waiting for the And with I was so breath. excited because I just love her. And then I never got it. But they did imply that either she was aware of it, but I, they could have been, who knows? Who oh knows? my gosh. But I, I, they did say that they love it around the office. That's so thrilling. That's good. Yeah, news. your impact. My impact. You know, I just started Ash Wednesdays. So. Oh my gosh, I saw it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I felt like we needed to celebrate Ashley, and I thought well, we got to dive in. People came into, I worked last night at my serving job and people came in with, you know, the ash on their forehead. And I was thinking like, I forgot that Ash Wednesday is like an actual thing, not just like <laughs> Ashley Simpson Wednesday. Yeah. I was like, wow, it's taken on a whole new meaning for me. I did get a couple of messages. So as of this recording, we I've only done one Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. but I did get a couple of messages uh, from religious people that Were they offended? maybe weren't so happy that I was hijacking the holiday and <laughs> dedicating it to Ashley Simpson. <laughs> Does Linda Pellegrino know about Ash Wednesdays? <laughs> Linda, I don't know. I haven't heard from her yet. But Happy I'm sure related I'll get, to Linda. I'm sure I'll get an earful from her. Mm-hmm. Like, Dan, what are you doing? <laughs> That's not what Ash Wednesday's about, Dan. I this love is Lent. This, this is Lent. This is Lent, Dan. Are you giving anything up for Lent? No. I'm giving in to something, Ash Wednesdays. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm doing for the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. 
okay, so we got to talk about this book. You tell me your history with Jessica Simpson. Okay, I have a long history with her because I remember like growing up, I loved Newlyweds. I thought she was the coolest, funniest, prettiest person on the planet. And my mom thought it was the most egregious thing. She was like, how do you look up to this? Ding dong! Wow, of a mom, person. Wow. I was like, "Wow, mom, wow!" Um, she really wasn't impressed by the chicken by the sea scene, and I was like, "Comedic gold." Cinema verte. Yeah, um, but I looked up to her a lot, and then I remember when Dukes of Hazard came out. That was what two thousand four ish. Okay, so I was like thirteen. I was in a very awkward, unfortunate phase. Okay, and then that fucking boots are made for walking video comes out, and I am like, I resented Jessica. Mm. I was like, no one wants to ask me to dance at Baton Bar Mitzvahs because if you. Being perfect, washing a car right. with a really aggressive spray tan. You know, that whole car wash scene from that video mm-hmm. was just uh, r- made everyone mad. Yeah. Made Pink mad. Uh-huh. Remember Pink uh, did a, and when she did the So What video, I believe, she did a little parody oh, wait, no. of it. It was a, maybe if I act like that, that guy will call me. Stupid Girls. That's what stupid it was called. Stupid Girls, yeah. It was a, honestly, that's a shady song. Like, fuck off, Pink. Yeah. Also, that was uh, really shady of Pink because she went to Jessica's birthday party on <gasps> Newlyweds. If you watch the episode where it's Jessica's 23rd birthday party, you see Pink uh, culturally appropriating and uh-huh. saying happy birthday to Jessica at the same time. And then here comes Pink. Uh, acrobatically making fun of her. Yeah. And, uh, and Brittany. Yeah. And Paris like, Hilton, I think, did a, or somebody did a Hardy's commercial or Carl's yes. Jr. commercial. Mm-hmm. Eating a burger on a car. I think that was a parody of it. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember I was so bitter. And then I remember like one in 2009, so I would have been like a senior in high school slash like freshman in college when that whole chili cook off thing happened. Mm. I remember feeling this sense of like, oh my God, Jessica's human, just like all of us. Sure. And it was like, I remember feeling badly, even in 2009, that like her body was such an insane topic of conversation. But I also remember feeling the sense of relief of like, oh, Jessica like is a human and we feel the same feelings and we've gone through the same shit. Also, in retrospect, yeah. that wasn't, she was like so not big at all. Of no. course, they were maybe not like the best pair of jeans, but it was like, she looked great. She, yeah. she looked, her body looked amazing. It was like a weird angle too, because the photos from below, I don't like any photo from below. No. Always oh my go God. from a high angle. If I see someone taking a photo from below, I get so pissed. Oh my God. There was like one time when I used to dabble in stand up when my friend was like, I'm going to get pictures of you. And I was wearing these Lululemon pants. They suck everything in. I feel great in them. And I had like a full blown camel toe from underneath. Yeah. It's not a flattering angle. What the fuck? When I was doing the San Francisco live show, there was someone, a, a very nice woman who worked at the venue who was doing the meet and greet photos. Mm-hmm. And she was a little bit shorter. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm tall, but it was like every photo was from below. And every single one I look at, I'm like, oh, my God, we need a higher angle. Like, I need to give someone a, s- a step stool or something. Yeah, a little apple box. And that's what all those photos that they were publishing of Jessica at the time from the chili cook-off, they were all at that low angle. It was mm-hmm. just tragic. Mm-hmm. And also, imagine everyone fucking talking about your body. Oh, my gosh. And, like, hinting to it in interviews. And, I mean, yeah. I I've- Every interview she did, they would say... Like about so. the mom jeans mm. or the chili cook-off. Yeah. It's like, fuck off, fuck Ellen, off. or whoever. I know. And then it's, I kind of like, I feel like then in recent years, I became a fan of hers again through your Jessica Thursdays because you really unearth all these iconic moments that I've since forgotten about. And now that I read the book, I'm like a super fan. You know, it's interesting. The Jessica Thursday thing, it started more of like a little bit of a joke. I always loved her, but it mm-hmm. was, I don't know what happened. It was like, I thought a, a clip was funny and then mm-hmm. I found another clip that was funny. And what I learned early on was that everyone's been obsessed, and I think I mentioned this on the show before, but mm-hmm. everyone at one point in their lives has been obsessed with Jessica Simpson. I'm talking gay, straight, women, men. Yeah. Most women I hear from or talk to, they were obsessed during the Newlyweds era, like uh-huh. you. Most gay men were obsessed during the music era. Mm-hmm. Most straight men were obsessed during uh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. I remember my college roommate. Bryant, he had the Rolling Stone cover on our wall. I, we, with her, I with like, like the vacuum or the mop or whatever? Yeah, the yeah. Swiffer. Swiffer. Which we learn in the book was supposed to be a cover with Nick Lachey. No. And then they got rid of him because she was the star. But he, my straight roommate had that. And I look at pictures and I'm like, wow, I had a Jessica Simpson poster in my dorm room my sophomore year of college. She's a true icon, queen, and legend. True, true. And so I learned early on that everyone at some point has been obsessed with her, not even just like a little bit, but mm-hmm. more than most stars, mm-hmm. everyone has been pretty obsessed at some point. Mm-hmm. Because you could look at someone like Britney, and I think Britney's sort of similarly where people have felt all sorts of different type of people have felt that way about her, but there's very few stars that kind of cross all those boundaries. So true. Uh, so I just 
I really like it. So you said newlyweds you're obsessed with. Did you have a favorite look from newlyweds or something that, that you so watched hard. that you were like, I want that bag, like the bag, Louis Vuitton bag? Or yeah. Um, okay. There's one look that I remember very distinctly. It's when she's trying to empty a vase of flowers that have gone bad. And she spills the disgusting flower water. Episode one. Yes, all over the kitchen. And she's in these like cargo pant capris with like a slip on like wooden wedge, sky high wedges. And then I want to say like a lime green like tank top or something. And then just like a little messy ponytail. Mm. And I just remember thinking like she looked so like effortlessly cool. Yeah. And I also, I mean, obviously we all liked her little knit pashmina. And I also loved... Um, her Barbarella birthday look. <laughs> Those lashes. I literally remember watching that episode being like, she is so cool. And I remember thinking she was so mature and she was only 23. So young. She's a baby. She's a baby. Yes. So I want to back up. The book goes through it all. Again, we're going to give some spoilers. So if you haven't read it, you know, go read it yeah. or don't listen. Or yeah. listen and don't read it. Um, but <laughs> going back to the uh, early years, Tommy Matola is the one who signed her, and he right off the bat told her she needed to lose weight. She needed to lose fifteen pounds as a what was it, seventeen year old child? Yes, and that was when she started taking diet pills, which she took for years after that. Yeah, she took what she kept referring to as uppers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what a dick! And also, what a shift in the music industry because now we have uh, big artists like. Billie Eilish mm-hmm. and Lizzo, who they're not relying on their looks. They're so beautiful people, but yes. it's like not the same kind of thing where back then it was like they all had to show the midriff. Oh my gosh. He told her, he told Jessica like, okay, so she lost the weight and then he goes, now I want Janet Jackson abs. Like, fuck off. Everyone's body is made different. Not everyone is literally physically wired to have Janet Jackson abs, no matter how hard you work. Ja- uh, Janet Jackson's not always no. wired to have Janet Jackson abs. No. It's like enough. Yeah, enough. And also I feel like what a confusing way to grow up because she was definitely giving conflicted messages because one minute she's in church singing and her parents covered her up because she developed boobs really young and the like creepy men in church were like you need to cover your daughter because people are going to start to lust after her fuck those guys her mom's like she's 14 like calm down but they put her in like turtlenecks and vests and like all these layers and then two seconds later Tommy Matola's like lose weight and like wear you know a bra as a blouse and figure that out and joe simpson's like okay do Joe, it. Joe, Papa Joe is ready to do anything to make that kid a star. Exactly. That was, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel bad for these pop girls. And I always say, like, we learn things trickled down throughout the years. And mm-hmm. it's like, now we're learning this stuff about early in her career. I'm so glad that it seems like we've gotten in a better place in the music industry. But mm-hmm. it is so dark. I remember when they tried to shift her more towards Britney. Because that first album, they did more ballady type stuff. Yes. Right? She did... It was like sexual church hymnals. That's what I uh-huh. like to call it. It was like in I Want to Love You Forever, which was her first debut song. There's a lyric, uh, I'll cherish every drop here on my knees, which is such a sexualized lyric. Yeah. But it was a ballad and no one caught it because it was like, well, this is a ballad from this minister's daughter. Yeah. Um, but then her next album, the Irresistible album, they really tried to like lean into Britney. And that mm-hmm. was when they made her do the midriff. They made her try to dance. She's not a dancer. She's no, nothing of the sort. No, no. It's a, I, I rewatched the Irresistible video actually recently, and there's like a dance break part. My it's like the hot to bring yourself. <laughs> so she, she tries to dance and it doesn't fully work. Yeah, I mean that whole dance, that whole video. It's like a, a Fast and the Furious franchise yeah. film, if I've ever seen one. Like, oh, sure. I don't know why they haven't asked her to join that series because <laughs> there's like a helicopter going, there's chase scenes and all yeah. that. It's great stuff. But also during that whole era, there was the ear, um, a little bit song mm-hmm. where they have her doing like cane work. Mm-hmm. So they give her a cane to dance with to like make it seem like she could dance a little bit better. Yeah, and it didn't work. It's it, not what you want. It was all a mess. I wanted to ask too. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought, but. No, I want to let you know, for me, the book took, I'm not like a reader per se, which is not something I'm proud of. I'm trying to read more, but I like blew through this you book. You need to read more. It's yeah. Good, healthy to read. A hundred percent. I blew through this book within like a couple of weeks, but I, it took me longer than it would have to read it because every photo shoot she mentioned, I Googled every music video, every interview. It's like, I wanted to see exactly what she was talking about. So it took me a long time because I had to keep like putting my book down and picking up my phone and going back. Hannah, I was shocked reading the book from... It, just from working in the publishing industry mm-hmm. and like being, I, I couldn't believe that they let her publish these names. Like, oh my God. We just mentioned Tommy Matola. It's like that little tidbit 
would have been something that a main thing in any other book. This in this book, it was just like one little piece of it because she named everyone, every ex, every man, everything. And I couldn't believe that the publisher let her do that. And the only explanation I have for it is that she was like, "I'll pay for the legal bills or yeah. something." Like if somebody comes after us, because normally they would, the publisher would say, "Okay, can you take out the name or?" Or nickname it or allude, allude to, to the it. person. Yeah. She named every fucking person. Oh my God. It was like an inspirational burn book. Yeah. Like truly. John Mayer. Oh. Should we talk about, let's get into the John Mayer of it all. The John Mayer of it all. John Mayer. So what was interesting to me is that she said they, she basically was like, they were obsessed with each other. Obsessed. And she said she didn't feel smart around him. And that's when she really took the drinking to another level mm-hmm. because she just wasn't comfortable around this man. Mm-hmm. And he seems like such a fucking asshole in this yeah. book. What did you make of him after reading it? Did you like him before? Okay, so I've like kind of always gone back and forth on John Mayer. Like I think objectively he's like a super talented musician and I certainly understand like the sex appeal of him, but he's never been someone that I've been like, ooh, like John Mayer. Ugh. Like I, I I can wrap my head around it logically, but I'm not like physically attracted to him. Um after reading this book, I tell you what, I'm certainly not attracted to him in any way, shape, or form. There was a point where she said they broke, they had broken up. Mm -hmm. She was with the new guy, Eric. Mm -hmm. And John Mayer started coming back around and was like being friends with her parents. He was like stalking her. So fucking manipulative too. Like he was making friends with the parents and then wanted to get back together. And then she said she was thinking about getting back together. And then he said something along the lines of like, you'll have to work for it or something. Yeah. What an asshole. Yeah. He is a true narcissist based on what was written in that book. And, but I will say, when she talked about how he just like worshipped her, like her mm. body and her face, I was like, I just want to know, like, when it was good with John Mayer, I bet it was like really yeah. good. Like, I bet she had her fun. She did say too in the book, like, I had a list of guys I wanted to date in Hollywood, and I checked off every single box, and I'm like, that sounds fun. Yeah, that was I, and she did. I mean, it was like every she's dated so many men during the off Nick years. Yeah, but uh, I was interested in the fact that on a more serious note, her relationship with sexuality was kind of fraught from the beginning. Like yeah. we, she goes into some of the abuse she suffered as a child. Mm-hmm. And then she had this John Mayer thing where he was like literally giving interviews about her, his sex with her. It's disgusting. And it just feel, it felt to me like, Oh my God, you, that would have fucked me up so hard. All of these things sexually that she's been through, yes. not, emo- not just emotionally, but just in relation to her physical appearance and her, at the act of sex, uh, that whole thing in the beginning where she talks about this family friend who had sexually abused her and she was protecting Ashley. Yes. She like didn't want the family friend to do the same thing she was doing to her to Ashley. And first of all, I thought, bravo on you. Like, I'm so happy that Ashley didn't have to suffer through that. But yeah, like just awful. And like, and so confusing when you're growing up in this super Christian household and sex is this sort of like unspoken sinful thing. And then you're being abused sexually. And then you grow up to be like her whole brand in the early stages of her music career was that she was this super sexy virgin. Mm-hmm. And she was like 16, 17 years old. And her virginity is the thing that everyone's talking about. That was so fucked up back in those days. You remember they would talk about everyone's virginity. Britney. Like her. why are these grown? It would be like grown men interviewing Britney for Rolling Stone yeah. or, or, and they're like asking about their virginity. And even the Jonas Brothers had the, Rings, ring thing, rings yeah. at one time and it's like why are we caring about kids virginities yeah. it's fucked up and Fuck weird off. And, and then we didn't even think anything of it as kids i didn't think anything of it no. as kid. i remember like being so curious too like as a kid being like like when she married nick i was like oh my god just because i'm like i had sex like whoa and then that became a thing and then and then and then nick seemed very possessive in his own way and then she finally like has this insane sexual connection with john mayer and then he fucking exploits it let's talk about nick okay so nick he didn't come across well, but he also, I think, in comparison to people like John Mayer in the book, yeah. I think it's like, okay, well, Nick was bad, but he wasn't, you know, as maybe manipulative. Yeah. I was very fascinated by the prenup situation because they had talked about, they didn't end up doing the prenup and mm-hmm. Nick had more clout and more success before they got married. Mm-hmm. And I always think that that's troublesome in a marriage. It's like, the power dynamics when they shift like that. Yeah. I think it would cause issues for anyone, but men, straight men can be so fragile. Yes. And so it's like an imploded, but I hate that straight men are so fragile. It's really fucking annoying. It's like, come on. I know. I feel like that's shifting a little bit in our society, but still, I don't know, these straight guys, especially straight famous men or, or actory types, musician, you know, 
industry folks, like mm-hmm. they can be just, you know, you've dated, we've dated. Oh my God. I was going to say, there's a reason I think neither of us are with like a really intense industry person right yeah, now. Cause they're nightmares. 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 Egomaniacs. Egomaniacs. They need so much uh, attention and they're so fragile. Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt it was, I agree though. I think I, it seemed like they weren't a good match from the jump. They were just young. They were just young and like very attracted to each other. Like, but they certainly shouldn't have gotten married. And I mean, Jessica even says, like, now I understand why my mom got married so young. Like, we all just wanted to have sex and weren't allowed to until we mm. got married. And I'm like, that's so sad. She, she does say regarding Nick that their most, uh, the most love they felt towards each other or the most chemistry they had was on stage. Mm-hmm. And re-watching performances where they do duets, I'm like, oh my God, they, they were in love on stage, at least. Yeah. Like, there was a chemistry there that I think, like, no one else could not many people have with each yeah. other. Like I was watching, I posted a clip on my Instagram of them doing where you are. And mm-hmm. it's like, they're smiling at each other. They just look so in love. Mm-hmm. And I think that for all of us, the audience was deceiving because we're watching that and like, Oh, that's what love is. Yes. And we're seeing the performances, but we're not seeing so much behind the scenes of what happened. And then if you go back and watch newlyweds, like season three, like she says, like, I could just tell that he hated me. Like everything I said, like just me existing pissed him off. And you can tell on the show. I loved in the book when she mentioned the newlyweds finale, because Mm -hmm. I had just done a binge of newlyweds and that finale is so weird. It's like the two of them in their house, they say they're moving and they clearly hate each other. It's like a clip show. Yeah. And I always wondered about that. I'm like, what was going on there? Was it over at that point? And in the book, she does say like, they it was done but it was weird to me that she said in the book they would even go to fight other places even when the cameras weren't there yes. they would go to like other places to fight because they were like paranoid about cameras yeah That's like they would up. drive to like the middle of a parking lot and just like yell at each other that is so fucked up i know it's it's all sounds so fucking traumatic yeah. and like i have been doing wellness checks on jessica like since the book came out just like looking at her instagram more and like seeing what she's been up to and like I just want to give her props for being as well adjusted as she is because you read about everything she's been through. And then like, meanwhile, you see Brittany on her Instagram, like fully spiraling, which isn't entertaining. It's really fucking hard to watch. And even when Queen Icon legend Jennifer Love Hewitt was on your show and I was here for that recording, I remember after being like, so like, it's such a testament to like you and your mom that you ended up like so lovely and so normal. normal. And I was like, I mean, what are your thoughts on Brittany and Jennifer Love Hewitt? Like looked like she was going to cry and was like, it's really sad. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, they go through so much. Yeah. And Jessica went through all this stuff. And I, I, I think we all sort of thought that she was living a more normal life while all this stuff was going yeah. on. And then we find all this stuff behind the scenes. Even Mandy Moore, it's interesting. She came out recently and said that Ryan Adams, I believe, who she mm-hmm. was married to, had been very controlling and told her she couldn't do music and all of this awful so stuff. And we always just thought, Oh, she's just taking a break, like a normal human being. She's yeah. taking a break. But actually, she was with this manipulative asshole man who was uh, fucking her up. Yeah. And uh, we learn about all this stuff with the pop stars. But uh, Newlyweds, it was interesting. She was very into the idea of Newlyweds at the beginning. They loved each other. And then it was a slow burn mm-hmm. after that. And that show was just so incredibly successful. And she said they like kind of started playing the roles that they were playing on the show. So even when they weren't filming, it was like he was rolling her eyes and she was the ditzy one. Yeah. And that must have been tough because they were so huge at that point and they were doing everything from like award show hosting to variety shows. Yeah. The variety shows are so fucking crazy. Really wild. <laughs> but every one of their appearances, they made them play those roles. Mm-hmm. It was like some award show writer was writing them where she had to be dumb and he had to wave, wave his finger at her. Yeah. And so they're just literally forced into these roles with each other. And like, I didn't realize they had a seven year age difference too. Yeah. And like, you know, I think age differences can work or not work depending on who's in the relationship, obviously. But like, it did seem like very specifically like where they were at in their lives career wise and like maturity wise and like life experience wise were just like kind of different. But I also feel like Nick was so judgmental of Jessica as far as like, just like constantly rolling his eyes at her. And like, I feel like just not making an effort to really get to know her better. And she's a young seemed, girl. Exactly. She's a young girl who's like been like pursuing a music career forever. Like instead of being a dick about doing laundry, why don't you just like teach her how to do laundry? Yeah, Or don't marry her until <laughs> yeah. you like her. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> like, don't marry someone you don't actually like that much. Yeah. I don't know. Nick, 
he seems like I've heard he's a really nice guy. Like mm-hmm. I've heard people who've worked with him and all that that say he's just a lovely man. He's Ohio man, but I think he went into the marriage thinking it was going to be something else and wanting. And sometimes these guys they want like a traditional wife role, which is yeah. so gross. It's like so whatever. Which is what Tony Romo wanted for her too. Yeah, Tony Romo. That uh, was. Let's talk about him for a minute. Yeah, she dated Tony Romo. It was was it post John? I believe post John. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's a uh, football player. <laughs> he plays the sports ball. Yeah. And yeah, he wanted a traditional wife role. And it's like, well, then find someone who also wants that. Yeah. Don't try to force somebody into that narrative. I know. And I think at that point, she was so like exhausted by the whole John Mayer thing where she's like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can just like give up on my own shit and like be a homemaker. But being a homemaker never seemed to be something that happened organically for Jessica, you know? And Tony could see that on fucking newlyweds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you watch like, the show. You do you know see, who you're dating? It's like, but they, these guys, they, they want, it's like, oh, she's so gorgeous and mm-hmm. they want like the arm candy, but then they don't want like the person that comes along yeah. with it. And it's, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, Nick, going back to him a little bit, at the end of newlyweds, that was when Jessica started doing Dukes of Hazard. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, when their relationship fractured. And she was always in the press saying, uh, being blamed for the end of the relationship with Nick. And I think reading the book, it was interesting because we found out that he had been checked out of the marriage before that. And she had suspected him of cheating. She didn't Mm -hmm. know for sure, Uh, but she had suspected it. And so she went off to film Dukes of Hazzard. Nick's treating her like an asshole because he's jealous. She's getting all the press, the movie roles and all Mm -hmm. that. And then she gets into an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time there were rumors of her with Bam Margera, which she didn't go into in the book, which is upsetting. But she did say that her and Johnny Knoxville had a emotional affair. And that was fascinating to me because she said like they would send each other quotes and like she, love letters. Love and, letters. Yeah. And he was married at the time. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe she was talking about that because it just seemed to me like something they would both want to continue to keep a secret. Yeah. Because it didn't make either of them look good. Well, that's what I appreciated about the book, too, is she talks about moments where she's like, I'm not proud of this, but like, here's what I fucking did. Like, I really don't think she she owned the roles that she played in every situation, right. good or bad. And I really admired that in the book. I, yeah. But I think their relationship, I understood why she was in the emotional affair with Johnny, too, because he like made her feel smart and made her feel important and like worthy. Whereas Nick sort of just like rolled his eyes at her and treated her like a moron. And it was so, it was so good because she's talking about going, uh, getting, having this emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville Mm -hmm. and she's in the book seeming like she's feels a little bit remorseful of it. Mm -hmm. But then she reveals that Nick at the time was recording his next solo album Mm -hmm. and he had written a song. What's left of me. Already. Already. While they're still in this marriage. And then they end the marriage and Nick is pretending as if this stuff was... And we know it doesn't happen like that. It's not like this song is written and then it's out the next day. No. Like, it's written way ahead of time. They produced it ahead of time. That song was ready to go. And, like, that's fucked up. Like, just before they even got divorced. And then they got divorced and Nick releases this whole album and he goes on what she calls a divorce press tour. Yeah. Which is so weird. And then he hires the same exact camera crew from Newlyweds to do a special on him For where VH1. he gets to, yeah, like lick his fucking wounds and play his tiny violin about like how me and Jessica was and how he's divorced. And sorry, you go. No, no. I, he also gave her shit about Newlyweds. Yes. About the whole experience. And then here he is hiring that crew, yes. like you mentioned. I know. Also, I remember watching the making the video of What's Left of Me and being very, very, um, pissed off i was so young when that came out but I'm, pissed off. i was, I was pissed off. <laughs> you're just like 13 like oh, god damn it <laughs> i was i remember being that motherfucker i was i thought i was i was very like angry at vanessa manillo because i remember i always looked up to her as like an mtv vj i thought she was so pretty and so cool and then i remember she got hired as like his love interest in the video like in the jessica role and i remember when they were doing making the video she said like i'll take what's left of nick like he's so sexy she was making all these like you know, jokes, in my opinion, in really poor taste, given like the timing of everything, like really insensitive jokes. And now they're like married with kids. And I'm sorry, I saw that interview. And I think Vanessa has not been coming off good since the book came out. Well, I have my theories on Vanessa. I'm not saying she's a bad person. Mm -hmm. But anyone who's seen those knife photos of her and Lindsay Lohan, when they're so fucked up in the middle of the night, Mm -hmm. trying to be sexy with knives. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that 
Mace, she presents herself as like this goody two shoes. You know, she's in Hallmark movies mm-hmm. and Lifetime movies. And I, I just think there's a little bit more of a dark side there. And maybe I'm being too judgy. And maybe that dark side's very interesting. And maybe that we'll hear her open book. But Nick films that video with her and yeah. she's playing the Jessica role. And in that video, there's even a camera crew that like disappears. Yes. Right? And like they're the literally. Video ever. I, I do love that song. <laughs> I like secretly like it? love it. I secretly yeah. love it. It's, yeah. I like really love it. We don't always see eye to eye in our music taste, Danny, but like I respect your journey. I like love that. It's like a ballad I love to listen to in a grocery yeah. store. Like I just think it's fantastic. For sure. Um, it's his only good song though. Mm-hmm. The only one. I like True to Your Heart by 98 Degrees from Mulan, but that's 98 Degrees. It's not 98 Degrees show. has a bunch. Yeah. I was always more of a Jeff Timmons fan. Mm. Is he a and, member of 98? Yeah, he's like the hot yeah. one. I'm going to Google him really He's quick. not the Lachey's and he's not the one with the blonde hair. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, he's like hot. I always like 98 Degrees because they were muscly. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, like the other they the other boy bands, they maybe had one that had like a little muscle, but the 98 Degrees, they always look like the Abercrombie yes. models to me, or, except for the ugly one. There was the one with the bald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jeff Timmons is hot. Isn't Whoa, hot? look at this. He he's, like does Chippendales. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. he's like a full-on Chippendale. Now he's like, yeah, he looks a little like older and leathery now, but yeah, he's sort of, he's he has sort of like a Ty Pennington vibe going for him now. Oh. Move that bus. Move that bus. You know who my favorite boy band guy was? Yeah. Joey Fatone. <gasps> Joey, I liked really? like a beefy Italian man. And like... I know someone who hooked up with him. Oh my God. Said he was great. Said he was great in yeah. bed. I bet he was like really well, nice. Yeah. yeah, he said he really nice. She said, not he. And then she said he was He probably great. like made her like pasta in the morning or something. Yeah. Although... Meatballs. Yeah. He seems nice. Joey Love him. I, one time I saw him at a bar with like a gal. I don't know if it's his, this was like years ago and he had put on some pounds in his age, but you know, well, no us? body shaming. He looked fine as <laughs> hell. Us? I was like, Joey, I love him in my big fat Greek wedding, but I digress. You're really a big Joey Fatone fan. <laughs> wow. That was like five minutes soliloquy about your love of Joey Fatone. <laughs> like what? I'm like literally blushing. You know who's on my shit list right now? Who? Speaking of that group is Lance. Because he officiated Jackson Britney's yeah, wedding. And I, maybe, look, I always liked him, but it bugged me. I don't like how, like, present he is on VPR. I'm like, you don't need this, Lance. Like, you're iconic. You he don't... shows up on every Bravo reality show. Yeah. It's like, anytime they're filming, it's like you see him in the background. Yeah. Or at a restaurant. Lurking. Lurking. Lurking like, with, like, Lance. a pumptini. And didn't he do, he went, did a business with Jackson Britney, I think. That's dark. Like some drink. Or did something. he invest in the beer cheese? Wait, did he invest in Just Out X? Yes, I think that's what it. Maybe I'm wrong. That like, don't quote sounds me on like that. a drink that's like asking to be roofied. Did like, it I, even ever get released, or what happened to Adex? Or we're gonna get blocked even just speaking this out. Already, I just got blocks from Dax. You got blocked on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know why I never tweeted him in my life. You got blocked. <laughs> yeah. oh I mean, God. I think everyone's gotten blocked. I haven't gotten blocked. Whatever. I really thought when I posted the photo of him saying he looked like steel from Balto that like that would be the thing that got me blocked, but it's true. <laughs> Let's not ruin this episode okay. by talking about him. Sorry. Um, where were we? All right. So oh, boy banders. Uh, boy band Nick, <laughs> Jeff Timmons. We really got off track here. Didn't we? I always do. This All of a sudden, too. we're talking about Balto, and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> what happened <laughs> to my show? <laughs> You know what, Hannah? That's showbiz. And that's show. That's showbiz, kid. Um, I don't even know what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> is what you're talking about. Oh, what's left of me? The what's video. left of me? Okay, yeah. So and Vanessa. So he goes on this press tour. He does this whole video alluding to this whole relationship with Jessica, and then, um, they sleep together. Jessica and Nick sleep together yes. again after the "What's Left of Me" video. Mm-hmm. He goes to he goes to her house. I think. Mm-hmm. They hook up and she said it was like closure. But so my question is like, what was happening with Vanessa? Did Vanessa read this book? Did, were Je- Nick and Vanessa together at the time? Did Jessica or did Vanessa get mad that she finds out in this book that Nick slept with his ex? Right. I don't know. I wouldn't be thrilled. Yeah. Cause it seemed like by the time that what's left of many, what's left of me video was made, there was already something going on between them. Or if not, they like left the shoot together and like got drinks or something. It's so funny on YouTube. You can watch interviews, all all three of them together because Vanessa did the TRL and it's chilling. There's like a lot of them on YouTubes. Oh my gosh. I watched an entire episode of Newlyweds on the treadmill yesterday and I'm planning on doing it today. It was a different kind of reality show, a different pace. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a wonderful time. It was a wonderful time. Wonderful time. And I had heard uh, from one of the producers that when Ashley Simpson's show started, mm-hmm. it started like season two of Newlyweds. That's when Ashley came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And I had heard that there was some friction with Jessica because now Ashley was getting 
some attention. Oh my god, God forbid. And then I remember when Ashley released the song Living in the Shadow Someone, someone else's dream. dream. She always sounded like she was in pain. <laughs> Try to find the animal, but every time. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Called to me. <laughs> Jessica's like, ah. ah, ah, ah. Love and angels instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's so weird because early on in her career, or even you could see on YouTube the footage of Jessica in high school singing Broadway, and mm-hmm. she's got like such a strong, powerful voice. And I think executives did try to make her into Britney Spears, and I think it fucked up her voice and her confidence and yeah. all that. Because later on, it the later you get in her singing career, the more baby voiced it is. Yes, and it's a weird shift. Mandy did that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this like sexy baby whisper. <laughs> you know the Ashley Simpson song, Shadow, though? I, first of all, love that album. Autobiography is Same. fantastic. So, so good. And I remember listening to that. And at the time, I was like just in high school, I think, mm-hmm. or I was young. And my brother, Brian, played college basketball. Mm-hmm. And the team, he played for Kent State University. And the team at the time was like in the Elite Eight. Like, they were really good. Mm-hmm. And I remember... My parents were sort of neglectful of me mm-hmm. at the time because they were always going to basketball games. Like they were traveling with, like they were every minute they were gone. And here I was trying to get attention. And I remember like listening to that song being like, this is just like my relationship with my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like just thinking like, I relate to this. I love that. Yeah. yeah that album was really raw. I also like raw. Re- it was, it was yeah. raw. You know, Ashley got, she went there. But I feel like it was also interesting reading this book and, Again, going back to like the mixed messages that the Simpson girls grew up with, you know, Ashley singing a song called Lala, where, you know, you make me want a Lala in the kitchen on the floor. But like then two seconds Drink ago, the milk up, I want more. Yeah. You make me want to scream. It's like two seconds ago, Joe was like, you know, a preacher. Mm-hmm. And Joe was just making that money. <laughs> he, and, and then Jessica's like, he had an earring. Like he was kind of a, he was kind of a liberal like <laughs> preacher. Uh, yeah. I, I, Ashley really had a journey. In mm-hmm. her career. And even on the Ashley Simpson show, you see it. She was on Seventh Heaven. She had the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, now we need to differentiate you. The best chance for success is to dye your hair black and, and chop like, it off. Chop it off and pretend you're Avril Lavigne. And Tina it was pissed. Tina was mad. She was like, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Tina needs her own show. Oh my I Tina live for Tina. Simpson. I love her. Do you remember the clip in Newlyweds where they're going shopping and it's her and Jessica, Tina and Jessica, and they keep being like, Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and it's just a montage of them being like, cute. That's cute. Oh, that is yeah. so cute. <laughs> yeah, I like Tina's the star. Yeah. I think Tina's got a new man. That was revealed in the book too. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to 
re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. Let's talk about Joe for a minute. So that was the one part of the book where I felt like it was lacking a little bit, although I did understand why, because Mm -hmm. Jessica was alluding to the fact that he's gay now, Mm -hmm. and I think it was pretty clear, Mm -hmm. but also she didn't want to outright say, like, yeah, he's dating men now. She said he he brought a man to her wedding to Eric, yeah, but she didn't want to say flat out right, and I thought she was protecting him, and I actually liked that part about her, although selfishly, I wanted more juice about Joe. Of course. Because he's interesting to me. He is interesting, um, I'm happy. Like, it seems like their family dynamics were very, um, I don't know, like stressful for everyone involved. And with Jessica, like it sucked that she was pregnant when everything with her parents hit the fan. And there is a part where Joe like called her and is like, you gave me the confidence to leave your mother. And Jessica's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah, that was wild. I think like they looped, he looped her in too much as far as the separation went. But you know, it seems like now everyone's doing well. Also, it's never a good idea for family to work together. Like he was her manager. Oh my and gosh. I don't think it's ever a good thing because it eventually will cause too many issues. Yeah. And she had to fire him like five times. I follow him on Instagram and he photographs male models in their underwear. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a shift to me. Like it's like he always is posting these like almost naked men who are young men. They're in their 20s, it yeah. looks like. I mean, he took he took photos of friend of the pod, Tom Sandoval. Right. And he showed up at her wedding. Yeah. With this young man. Young man. But I was upset. Just, I, I wanted her to go into it more, but I understood. Yeah. It's and like someone up. had to be spared. And maybe they're saving it for Joe's book. Papa Joe might be releasing a book and I'd read it. I want Tina to do a line of like velour tracksuits. Oh, yeah. Me she too. probably already has. With I the actually was thinking about velour tracksuits recently. I really want them to come back. Me too. Yeah. And I want them to be for men too. Like, yes. I, I guess they need a juicy couture needs a comeback. I know. Would you wear one with like an adornment or yeah. you would? What would the adornment be? You mean like bedazzling? Yeah. Yeah. What like design um, would you have? Like a skull or like a cross or like a fleur de lis? That's how I would, I would like the updates to the juicy couture to be. I, I don't want like the affliction style lettering, yeah, same. you know, the font. I would like the fonts to change. Same. And then maybe like, I don't need like the skull work, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't mind like dime. I remember they would do diamonds on everything or like, yeah. you know, studded. I, I think I would like that still. That'd be cute. What about you? I think I would, I would love to rock a juicy track suit. I think I would, I would like it to be like monogrammed or something, mm. but I, I don't know. I'm like, I like a Danielle Staub, like old English font. Is that the same as the affliction font? I think kind it of. is. Yeah. I don't mind it. Oh, you like 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 the gothic. Yeah. Yeah. Dramatic. I I loved, back in the day, I loved skull work. I had like a silk scarf with skulls on it that I would like tie around my neck and wear to school. Right. I thought I was like breakfast at Tiffany's. Did you do the trucker hats? No, but I wanted to. I was too Mm. poor for a Von Dutch hat, but all I wanted was a Von Dutch hat. Did you? Uh, I didn't. I had like the off-brand Von Dutch. I made a lot of mistakes at Pacific Sunwear around the time, and I would go (laughs) and- Buy all the truck trucker hats when they were like on sale. Mm-hmm. You know, I would only be able to get them when they were on their way out. Yeah, um, yeah. I also had like there was an era I went through where I thought I was a skater, mm-hmm. and I remember having like a real tight necklace on, mm-hmm. a t shirt that was two sizes too small, hot, and the the big jeans, like the really big jeans, like Ashley used to wear on the Ashley Simpson, yes. the, the widest leg, and. The belt, and I had one of those. Remember when the wallets would have the chain? Yes, I was going to say, do you have a chain? Cool. Yeah, that was also around the time I got my tattoo. Oh my gosh, I had a lot of jelly bracelets because of Mm. Ashley. Like those little like rubber ones that came in all the different colors. But then I remember like some asshole at school was like, you know what the black ones mean, right? It means you have sex. Like apparently they all had like a secret meaning. And I was like, fuck off. It's an accessory. Let me live. Wow. I didn't even know they had meanings. Let me wear my rubber jewelry in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of rubber jewelry, this is neither here nor there too. But remember when they would do blow up furniture? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. All I wanted was like an inflatable couch. (laughs) Yeah. It was like, can I, I remember asking for Christmas for an inflatable chair. Yeah. Who wants that? And then it would, you know, pop right away. Yeah. 
you'd go in people's basements and they would just have like half deflated furniture. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? Yeah. I remember in like model behavior, I feel like she had like an inflatable chair and then like a bike in her house Mm -hmm. or like a car in her house. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And I wanted so badly one of those uh, MacBooks that had the, like the green or the colors. Oh, I wanted it so bad. And I remember the only computer we had was just like an off brand and it had Netscape Navigator on it. We, Mm My parents refused to get us AOL. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Such is life. <laughs> um, but uh, so Joe was where I was a little bit upset that the book was missing, and mm-hmm. then also I was a little bit upset that there wasn't a whole lot of Ken Pavis. I know he was he was present he throughout was present, the book, but yeah. I was trying to think what happened because I think that they had a bit of a falling out because they're not friends anymore. Yeah, but like what happened? Was there something that happened, or maybe they just drifted apart? But they were so close, so close. Even in Newlyweds, you see he was always traveling with them and stuff. Yeah, they came up with a line of like hair, like fake hair, like scrunchies and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Casey Cobb, though, her other best friend, I was happy that it seemed like they're really close still Mm -hmm. because I was curious about that. I know on social media, they'll like wish each other happy birthday. Mm -hmm. But in the book, she even like thanked Casey and I felt really good about their solid friendship. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I I also didn't realize that Casey started as like almost like someone who worked for her. Right. I think she worked at Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And then they became like IRL friends. And I think it's cute that Jessica talks about how much she like looked up to Casey and how Casey was sort of just this, she reminded her of her cousin, Sarah, who passed away really young. Um, That whole part was really sad. But yeah, I thought, I thought her relationship with Casey was really cute. The, uh, her cousin who died, I Mm -hmm. thought that, that broke my heart. And it was also an interesting thread throughout the whole book. And it seems like it's impacted her entire life. Like everything seemed to somehow kind of go the way back to that, which is interesting to me. Uh, Let's talk about Eric. Mm -hmm. So her husband, her current husband, Eric Johnson, who I always looked at and I was like, he never did anything for me. And now he really does it for me. Same. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because now after reading the book, he seems like such a great guy. Yes. He had a weird relationship with uh, that witch who ran for president, Mary. <laughs> yeah. That hippie witch, mm-hmm. Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, he had a very interesting relationship, but he seems like a nice, a little bit of a hippie in a good way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He seems like such a radical departure from any other guy she had ever been with. And now when I see pictures, I'm like looking at one right now on my computer of him. Now he's a total panty dropper. Like uh, he is mm-hmm. so hot to me and he's got like a very silver Fox thing going. Yes. And I love that he, he stood by her side while she was battling her addiction issues and he, he's sober now too. Right. Yeah. He decided when she he gave it drink. up, yeah, the, the drinking and the uppers mm-hmm. was interesting to me. She said at a certain points in her life, she would, do the uppers in the morning and mm-hmm. that helped her like function while she was drinking. She would mm-hmm. have vodka in the morning. And then she said the uppers would keep her going. So she wouldn't fall asleep. And then at nighttime she'd have to take the sleeping pills. Yeah. Oh, that's a lot on the body. That's a lot. And she did it for a long time. And also, I mean, I appreciated too, that she was really honest about like a lot of the, like, um, Sorry. What they did in their relationship was a you lot. You don't of, apologize, girl. Oh my God. Thank you. It was a lot of partying. It was a lot of like their house was the house where everyone would congregate and drink. And like they met when she was having a bunch of people over to kind of like party all night long. And then they ended up having this like lovely conversation. So it's like for them to decide as a couple that, or for her to be like, I can't drink anymore. And for him to be like, okay, cool. We can't drink anymore. I was just like, that's really fucking cute. And I was just really happy that she found someone who's finally going to support her in the way that she's always deserved. Yeah, he seems like a really nice man. And I like what a hippie he is. He, like, gets up early to, like, meditate and, like, wants to do yoga. And, like, he just... And it's really cute. He's been at a lot of her book signings, too. I've seen pictures... People have been, like, DMing me photos of the book signings and stuff. And he seems like he's just so supportive and so handsome. Did you see at the book signings, a lot of people are coming after her for the fur? There's, like, a lot of protesters at her signings. Are you fucking kidding me? But I didn't know... I didn't know it was real, though. Maybe I'm, like, naive, but I always just assume... When I see fur, that it's faux fur. Is that stupid of me? I think that's why I said, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) looking back on the last two seconds of my life. No, I just didn't even know people really wore real fur anymore. I just what's the point? That's what I think. I'm like, what's the point? The the fake stuff's so fucking soft. It's so real. Yeah. Yeah, so I... Uh, maybe she does. I don't. I don't really know. I just saw that there was protesters at a lot of her book signings. About I fur. loved that outfit with the fur. That like seventies. She's been doing a lot of like seventies. Pink chic. one is that the one you're talking about? Oh no, there was one that was like kind of like a camel color that I really liked. Oh yeah, 
but the pink one was amazing. I mean, the look she's giving us this whole tour, everything. Uh, assuming that they're all faux, it's like shot every look. I'm like, wow, yeah, incredible. Although she is doing like a very big pant. Yes, like is that like a new thing now? I, as a petite woman, I think like um, a long, wide pant can be risky. But she also always wears shoes that are like sky high so like i get it but i would i would have shortened them a little bit they're a little long for me i want to see her footwear more right and because she's known for the footwear yeah exactly. do you like her fashion stuff the jessica simpson line i'm not as familiar with like her like clothing but i do love her shoes i had a pair of her dorsey pumps they were like a bright blue suede and i wore them until they literally fell apart but like they're so chic and the price point's so reasonable but they like look very expensive and they lasted me a long time interesting yeah I just recently watched her QVC. This was before the book came out, but she's, you know, she, HSN or QVC or whatever. The Anaconda Pant. The Anaconda Pant. And some of the fashions are a little bit shocking. Uh-huh. You know, they look like they skew a little bit older to mm-hmm. me. And maybe that's because that's the demographic. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. I keep saying it. it's interesting. It is interesting. I, know, I keep saying it. it's interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that this book felt like a rebranding mm-hmm. of her for me. And I think that maybe the fashion line was getting a little bit stale or maybe not as successful. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so smart of them to do this book because it does, I think a lot of people, it's already been number one on New York Times for two weeks in a row. Like mm-hmm. it's selling incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's opening people's eyes against this Jessica that we all knew and loved. Yes. And even though she's presenting flaws in the book of herself, we're still captivated by the honesty of it yes and i feel like it's making all of us be like oh i she doesn't make men's clothes but you know i want to buy the clothes again or i want to support her yeah i'm interested in the line or i'm interested in whatever and i think she alluded to the fact that she might be doing like homewares and kids Mm -hmm. clothes and i thought this was such a smart way because a reality show i think would have flopped if she did one now and Ashley and Evan, her sister, they did a reality show recently that flopped. Mm-hmm. I watched every episode, but it did what not. What network was it on? E. E. Oh, that's right. They're a mess. Mm-hmm. TBD. <laughs> but uh, I did watch it, and I think people were excited to see Ashley, but then it was a different kind of show. So I, I think the same thing would have happened with Jessica if she did a reality show. Yeah. But I thought it was a smart rebrand. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, like, for me, as someone who sort of, like, fell off outside of the Jessica Thursdays, I didn't really keep up with Jessica. And it did make me want to, like, check in on everything and be like, what's she been up to? What's her line like? What's what's going on? What about how she had, though? What was it? The surgery for the tummy after the kid? And then had another, and then kept having more kids. I know. I what know. What a nightmare. She had, like, a tummy tuck that went, like, terribly awry. And Eric was like, why the fuck did I let you do this? And at this point, she was still, like, abusing, like, pills. And it was just, like, a whole disaster. Oh my God. I'm happy she's okay, though. Yeah, I mean, thank God. But I'd be so pissed if I had a tummy tuck after a child and then also and she got, got pregnant, pregnant like again. five minutes later. Woo! Yeah. That's a lot. Woo! That's a lot. Uh, what do you make of her acting career? Do you think she'll ever act again? I, you know, I don't think she will. I think that ship has sailed, but I do love her films. I started watching, um, not Private Valentine, fuck, uh, Blonde Ambition last mm. week. I haven't finished it yet. I didn't go back to it, but I started it and I was very interested. <laughs> I think, yeah. What do you think? Well, I agree about starting it and not going back to it. Uh Uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see where her career goes next. Like, Mm -hmm. this book was a great rebranding. It got her back in the public eye. She's been doing so many interviews and press and everything. And I don't know where she goes now. Like, Mm -hmm. she released music with the audio version of the book. Originally, when I I read the book, I always tend to prefer to read than listen. Mm -hmm. But then a lot of people are saying, you have to listen to it. Her voice cracks. She tells us she's sad. She's laughing. All this stuff. Yeah. And so I downloaded the audiobook, and there's six songs at the end. And look, I think it's hard for any of these pop girls to come back after a hiatus. Like we're seeing that even with Katy Perry or, or yeah. these people who had huge, huge hits. They can't take time off. The minute they take time off, when they come back, it's a whole new generation. It's the younger generation that buys music. So when you take time off, like the younger generation just doesn't know you. Yeah. I was just talking to some friends about uh, Rihanna and and wondering if when she comes back, because she was had so many hits and I love, I worship Rihanna, Same. but she was doing an album a year. Mm-hmm. And so now there's a whole new generation that hasn't heard new Rihanna music for so long. And I'm, I, I think Rihanna out of anyone has the best chance at having musical success again. Anti was so good. I'm so still good. like writing that anti high. Yeah. Desperado. Yeah. I love that oh, so good. Uh, kiss it better. Oh. Kiss it better. It's like a Prince song. It's like, so, it makes you want to just yes. fuck everything. Yeah. Um, 
But <laughs> these pop girls, these pop girls, it's hard to take time off. Anyone in pop, it's hard to take time off. Look at T-Swift. For some reason, society tends to accept men more when they take time off. Justin Timberlake could take, t- he did have a flop album with that man in the woods or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever fuck that was. Yeah. But. It wasn't good. I feel like men get more chances to like take a bunch of time off and then come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas women, unfortunately, society doesn't, um, doesn't allow them to. It's really fucking annoying. And radio doesn't play women as much, which is a problem, particularly in country music. Right wow. Now. The more you know, I did really like how Jessica was like, I'm going to go back to country because like that's where I'm actually happiest. And how Dolly was like a supporter of hers. I love that Dolly was. She tells a story about uh, Dolly in the book where she was performing for Dolly's like a Kennedy Center honor thing and mm-hmm. she couldn't get through the performance because she was fucked up. Mm-hmm. And Dolly was nice to her after the performance and then even recorded a song for Jessica's country album. Yeah. Uh, I like Come On Over is her country debut single, mm-hmm. Jessica's, and I like that song. I-, I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. You know, at the time I was working for Academy of Country Music when Jessica was doing this mm-hmm. and the uh, ACM Awards, they happen in Vegas and usually there's like concerts in... Um, what is it, Fremont, mm-hmm. before the award show. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jessica was scheduled that year to do a concert there, and then her album like wasn't doing well, so they pulled her out. I don't know if it was ACM that pulled her out or if it was uh, her label or who pulled her out, mm-hmm. but it was like a quick shift, and they were like, okay, we're not supporting this country album anymore. Like They were supporting it, supporting it, and then they were just like, oh, well, we're not doing it anymore. And I remember that she backed out, and I think they filled her spot with, like, Leanne Rimes or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was, like, so disappointed because I was excited to see Jessica. Uh, Anyway, yeah, the country music shift. Oh, it's the music in the book with the six songs at the audiobook. That was an interesting release to me because that's never happened before that I am aware of, that Mm -hmm. somebody's releasing extra content like that with the audiobook. Yeah. And the songs were okay. I do love the song Party of One. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea that Jessica doesn't give a fuck. She's like, if you like this song, here it is. But you don't have to buy this album. It's just coming with the book. I know. Well, and that's what's wild, too, is reading the book. It's like she she tried so many different avenues to break in musically. And it really wasn't until Newlyweds happened and people fell in love with her like as a personality that they then suddenly gave more of a shit about her music. Like, In This Skin was super successful because of the show. Yeah, With You was such a hit. Yeah. And it's like such a great mid-tempo song, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been a hit without Newlyweds. No. But it was interesting that Nick didn't have the same hits. Remember he tried to do that solo album and it was... Lop. crashed and burned i have been resistant to watch love is blind because honestly i don't want to encourage to nick and it. jessica i know everyone's i know but i mean i'm sorry nick and vanessa I, they're not even in it that's what i've heard it's so weird that they i actually think that they filmed the nick and vanessa scenes like way after the fact because uh-huh. i i my theory is that they filmed this whole show mm-hmm. and i don't know this to be true but they filmed this whole show allegedly in 2018 mm-hmm. and then the production company that filmed it sold it to netflix mm-hmm. and i believe that netflix was like okay well we need a star or a host attached so that we could send them to do press because mm-hmm. nick and venice have been doing press for that show right. and so i believe netflix like we need someone and so they had already filmed the show and then i think they like added nick and just nick and vanessa and in post and then they aired it because it aired like a year and a half after they wrapped filming. Interesting. And the Nick and Vanessa scenes are so scant. It's like they're barely in it. They're like, so you will see if love is blind. And that's <laughs> they like just it. show up randomly. And then they're doing the reunion. Mm-hmm. I think uh, they're filming that soon. now, right? Yeah. As of this, record, this won't air until after it's probably okay. out. But yeah, the they did a reunion. And so you're fully caught up on love is blind. Well, no, there's episodes that were just released today. Oh, when, oh yeah, it's when like this podcast airs, it will have been over. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I haven't watched the last batch. Okay, see, I I only watched the first like two of the first batch, and I thought that the whole show was because I couldn't get into the circle, and I thought it was going to be similar where like they're in the pods. I thought like, that way about circle too. I was like, I, why do I want to watch you dictating yeah. to a TV? And in the pods, I was like, it was just them leaning against the wall, being like, I just want to see you, Ruben. Uh. It feels like fakey. <laughs> yeah, feels they're like, fakey. oh, I love you. I'm like, you've been talking for like three hours. Like, yeah. You know, that's like if I decided I wanted to marry my like freshman year boyfriend, Clinton, just because we talked on our Motorola razors for three hours before bed. Yeah. I would have wanted to marry Clinton back then. He was a skateboarder. (laughs) I would have wanted. He has a really cute kid now. Uh, I thought that Love is Blind was fake. And Mm -hmm. then once I sort of gave into it and just allowed myself to just, even if it is fake, to just let it wash all over me, that's when I liked it. Okay. 
because it does feel weird. And the whole first batch of episode, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. they're not real, right? Like, they don't really. And then it's like, okay, well, even if it is or isn't, I don't care. It's I'm on board. You're unbothered. I, I have a bunch of time off next week and I'm looking for low budget fun. So I'm probably going to binge that and then also watch Below Deck from last season because I never watched it. Oh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. Uh, I'm trying to think what else did we have to talk about about you know I, this is going to sound controversial regarding the book and mm-hmm. Nick and Jessica but there's some little tiny part of me that believes that maybe one day they can maybe rekindle something not a, a love okay good I don't know do you feel do you feel, I don't know I don't know I mean it does feel a little tense there was a moment in the book that she talks about running into Nick and Vanessa at like a <gasps> restaurant or yes. something and she said everyone that she was with was like oh there's Nick and so she went to like try to say hi to him but that she didn't see him and so they never ended up talking and that to me was chilling that chapter well and everyone was like he's right there and she's like I can't see him and then she like started <laughs> crying got embarrassed and was like well now it's weird and then her and Eric just like left do you think Vanessa is just like so pissed about this book? I think I Vanessa think fucking hates Jessica with a fiery passion. Sure. I think she's really mad about the book. I also think John Mayer's reps are like, if you say one fucking word, we're going to kill you. He's got to be in hiding. For sure. And I, there was also a point in the book where her and John were broken up and something happened to her that was like in the press. And then she's like, John decided to say something publicly about it because like, why wouldn't he, even though it had nothing to do with him. And I just feel like that's sort of his MO is to just be like, I'm like a straight guy and I'm just gonna give you my opinion, whether or not you asked for it. So I feel like for him to have to just shut the fuck up right now is probably really hard. What's really sad is she finds out that basically like he was yes, obsessed with her, but also like addicted to the emotional back and forth of like their on and offness. And that that was the inspiration for him to write a lot of music. So yeah. And she was like, once she put the pieces together, she was like, oh, shit. The pieces of her. The piece. <laughs> the pieces. On a Monday. <laughs> I'm waiting. Oh, my God. I love that album. I love autobiography. Like that song, autobiography. It's so good. Yeah. 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 Uh, Hannah, do you have any final thoughts about Open Book? I know we just sort of scratched the surface. We've we been did. talking forever. This is a little bit of a long episode, but we... Yeah. Scratch the surface on this book. I just think everyone needs to read it. I think go snatch a copy and I I would say buy it because you're going to want to keep it on your bookshelf. You're going to want to lend it out to your friends, but make sure they give it back to you and just like get ready to cozy up with a glitter cup and Jessica. Let me tell you something. Every single person I've heard from that has read this book has said they loved it. Mm-hmm. Every single person I've been hearing people online, social media people are saying, you know, I thought I'd pick it up because you were talking about the book. And I picked it up and I was obsessed with it. Not one person has said they were disappointed. Yep. I think it's great to read. If you're into nostalgia, if you're into pop culture, if you at any point in your life were attracted to this woman, Jessica Simpson, I mm-hmm. think you'll read it and you'll be so impressed and excited and amazed at what she's been through, her tenacity, mm-hmm. everything that she's been through in her life. I am so impressed with her. And it gave me a, personally a, a newfound respect for her. And I'm just rooting for the girl now and I, the woman. And I hope that she continues to thrive. Yes. And I can't wait to see what that next step is. Like, what is it going to be? Me too. Is she going to just continue with the fashions? I don't think music's going to be a huge push for her. I think she'll do like she did in the audiobook and just kind of release stuff as she wants. For but fun. I, she does it. She's not signed to a label. So music's not the answer. I don't know about acting. It seems like she's not really interested in that. But she's going to be in the public eye somehow. So what is the next thing? What if she had like a podcast? I would love it. I would listen every week. I would listen. If her and Casey Cobb did a podcast, I'd be a super fan. Yeah. I want her to release a line of tracksuits for the Jessica Simpson line. I would love that. Her and Tina Juice Couture just releasing. Yeah. And like, if I get, when I get to a place with my show where I get to do live shows, like I want to be wearing a Jessica Simpson tracksuit with a giant wedge. Yeah. And wearing some dessert body product. Some dessert body product <laughs> that ultimately makes me sick. <laughs> oh, I wanted that so bad. That me dessert too. body product. Hannah, thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media? Um, thank you so much for having me. First and foremost, this was really fun. Um, you can find me at Hannah A. Brown, Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Not the bachelor, not contestant. the bachelor contestant. Um, and my podcast is called Brown Eyed Junicorn, and it's a pop culture pod. So give it a listen. Yes, and uh, go subscribe and yeah. find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. If you want to support this podcast, head on over to Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Everything Iconic. If you click become a patron, you could donate four dollars more per month, get access to all the bonus episodes. I'm doing just one a month. More importantly, the money helps to support the show. So thank you all who are over there. 
Uh, I'm on tour right now, so I hope to see all of you. And then I'll be hopefully adding more dates at the end of the year. I'm on Cameo, but I usually turn it off. I'm traveling or whatever, but you can sign up to be notified when I'm back on there. But it's cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino. Do you want the merch? We need to add a Jessica shirt or something. Yeah. A Jessica. But so it's the merch is at everything iconic dot uh, store. Everything iconic dot store. Maybe we could do like a hashtag Jessica Thursday. Love. We do have Queen Icon Legend shirts now, so you can order those over there. What else am I forgetting? Should we do a little cool down? Yeah. Will you, will you indulge me? Sure. Let's, I'll take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now just think of your favorite Jessica Simpson song. Maybe it's Irresistible. Maybe it's With You. Maybe it's The Boots Are Made for Walking. Public Affair is a fantastic disco record. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about how she said that her response, I'm talking in this voice. I really like it. Uh, Jessica decided to do a disco-inspired album. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. Re-listening to Public Affair is a good time. It's a great time. So go listen to one of her songs and just uh, think about what the a resilient woman she is. Yeah. And support other women. Yes. On radio, too. Listen to women uh, voices in music. Go download on Spotify or iTunes. Listen to some women. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yeah. Oh, 